Welcome to episode three of the Man to Man podcast. I'm your host, Carl. If life always worked out according to plan, I probably would have had this conversation as our first episode. Jesse and I talk about the purpose of this podcast as well as a bit of a critique of the first two episodes. Our opening music for this episode is It's a Jungle Out There by Mastodon. Our closing music is Man Up Anthem by 116. Let's jump right in. Welcome back home. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Ladies am... and gentlemen, Jesse Wenzel. Wait, <laughs> do you want me to use your name? That's <laughs> uh, too late now. Well, no, we can that can it. be edited out. Exactly. No, I am Jesse Wenzel. <laughs> anyway, you. Uh, so you listened to the first, I did it again. Started it off with, so I have to learn not to do that. <laughs> have to third improve, episode. I have to improve my speaking skills. Anyway. You were with me when I was telling you that I felt the need to do this. And you were all crazy gung-ho. And as life would have it, moved away before I got started. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you have since, well, you uh, let me know that you were coming back home. And you wanted to get together. And I let you listen to the first two conversations that were had. What are your thoughts? Now wait before you before you answer that, I want you to. Well, let me. There's a couple of different ways to look at it, from my standpoint, okay. And that is, how professional was it, and what was the content of the conversations? How did it go? So, in an effort to set a good example for other men, we. I believe, ought to be our own worst critics. So I'm asking you to be critical considering what we talked about, what our what the goal was going to be of this podcast. And I'll tell you right off the bat that I enjoyed my conversations. The, the exchange were fantastic. I'm sorely disappointed in my public speaking skills. So bad. There was so much dead space and me stuttering when I wanted to say something, if the other guy was talking. So you're just you're laughing there, kind of nodding your head. You heard the first one. It was edited. The second one wasn't. Now, when I say edited, there was no content that was edited out. But I edited out me saying, you know, you know, you know, and starting so many sentences with that. Also, so and a lot of dead space because I have a habit of not speaking consistently because I'm always looking for precision in vocabulary to express my ideas. So let me tell you what my goals are just from a, again, no content involved in my analysis. My goal is to have the professionalism of the best of the best in the industry. I'm not, this is new for me. This is not what I do for a living. This is not how I make my money. So (sighs) I started again with so. (laughs) Anyway, um, nobody can argue that Rush Limbaugh wasn't phenomenal at what he did. You can argue with his content. You can argue with his views. 
but I don't think the numbers lie when he was the biggest name in radio, uh, talk radio. He had the biggest numbers. And the times that I've heard him, I think he was impeccable in his speech and delivery, how entertaining he was, everything all wrapped up. Of course, it took him years to do it. And I don't expect to ever be that good, you know, by the third podcast. But I'd like to be. That's the goal, is that quality level. The other one that I'm looking at really is Joe Rogan. He's the biggest name in podcasts. So I'm kind of using those two guys as my high bar that I want to achieve. Not that I'm trying to just achieve their success. I want to achieve that level of proficiency and professionalism. That being said, I fell so short. You're, it's hilarious. You can talk. There's a microphone there. You can say something. You're, you're smiling and squinting I'm your here. eyes. I'm here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. So don't be afraid to tell me what could I have done better? How, how okay, that's, you know, we're not talking about the content of the conversations yet. We're just talking about, because I don't want to turn people off with how, man, that guy is so unprofessional. I can't stand to listen <laughs> to that guy. I, I don't want to do that. That's. It okay. defeats the purpose of doing a podcast. Yeah, okay. Well, I I would say, first of all, it's really cool to be here. We talked about this room, the layout, and now it's happening. We're here. Yeah, the walls are really bare. It's a good thing it's a podcast and you can't see them. Yet. Not yet. Cameras. See, I'm still pushing you <laughs> to go further. This is it's really cool to see this happen. Um, just to go from nothing to an idea and then now here it is so this is this is amazing and um if i would if i had any advice for you it's just be better than the last episode and be vulnerable open and honest and grow and your audience will grow with you you're finding your podcast voice and that's a journey that people are going to enjoy going on with you do you do you listen to a lot of podcasts i do yes okay i fell asleep to one last night i was listening this morning yeah big fan of podcasts wow I'm not too huge. I'm more of a music person, but subjects that interest me, somebody points me out to one or it comes up in my YouTube feed or whatever. Be like, Oh, that should be interesting. I'll check that out. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's what I'll do. So what about the first two conversations? What, uh, what do you, what, what are your, what are your thoughts? All right. So yeah, just taking it by the first one, it was really awesome having a having a guest on there that well for both the conversations i'll say um, it was nice that you didn't just have people that only agreed with you the entire time podcast is that is would no be really bo- that would be really boring it would it's uh there's it's called an echo chamber you know you're yeah. in a room with people that just agree with you and that's no fun to listen to it i'd rather listen to the carl ted talk <laughs> but it's not a ted talk i came here for a discussion right. and discussion is about finding out what is right not who is right so it was cool you listen to the it's cool to listen to that first one and and hear two guys that just having a discussion trying to figure out what is right um and then i want to have him back yeah oh yeah and i'd like to we were coming at it i think from two very different points when i went back and was listening to it 
it seemed to me he was really focused more on the psychological and sociological aspects of how we define a man. It seemed that's where his emphasis was. And I understand why. It's, it is important and has, has an effect on all of us and everything. But that wasn't my drive. And I didn't, I didn't want to hammer it. As you said, I just wanted to have a discussion. So it was, again, I, I enjoyed my discussion. He was a very smart guy. And um, like I said, I definitely, you know, would love to have him back again and totally jump into his ballpark and discuss the sociological implications of the subject matter. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and let me throw this out there too. Like, just because you record an episode, it does not have to go in, even in the, the first season of this of this podcast it may chronologically fit later on when you're discussing the sociological and psychological aspects of um of what makes a man or or what gives you your gender you may want to fit that one in later you know it's it's your podcast and i love that you're recording ahead because then you can put all these episodes in in the correct order you have a goal with the podcast it's to be informational and and educational and Wait, educational is that the same is that redundant huh? <laughs> informationally yeah so it, you might want to you know put them in a specific order you're like a teacher uh, building a curriculum right now and you those lessons should go in a specific order you may not use that one till later on you may want it as the first episode but i would just say like think about that you know my every intention right now is to keep them in the order that they happen nice okay imagine that whoever's listening to this one listened to the first two already Okay. And I thought, I thought, ah, maybe we just want to, yeah, put this out first well, so we could talk about maybe where we were going. I was talking with my, with another guy, my son-in-law, exactly. I didn't know whether or not I should reveal that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I let him listen to the first conversation and he had a, he had a criticism. He's a very strong communicator. He's very verbal, verbally strong. And so I wanted his input. And uh, he made a comment. <laughs> uh, he asked about, or something to the effect of, you know, why should people listen to you? If you're not an expert in the field, why, why, why are you talking about it? <laughs> what would you say? Hmm. I would say that we... Our DNA is unique. Okay, each one of us is is unique. Even identical twins are have different DNA, and so when you have different fingerprints, different fingerprints. So when you take in information and when you spit it out, those two processes are also unique. So if there's someone who has something to say, who has an idea, to me, I look at that and and that is an original thought. And that is worth hearing. So I would say, I would say in response to that, let the viewers judge whether or not what I have to say is of value. Why are you doing this? What if it only enlightens one person? That should be your goal is just to at least enlighten one person with this information. You know, not necessarily masses because some people like your son-in-law, he's going to want to, he, he wants to hear it from someone with a 
degree. How does he define an expert in the field? You know, a degree, someone who studied it for 10 years or five years, you can learn from anyone with any degree of experience. So for me, just the fact that you, you put this room together, I know you've read the books that you have and you have something to say that is, that is worth hearing for whoever's going to stumble across your podcast, you know, and and in your mind, just focus on the, focus on the one that reaching that one person who's confused who's searching who needs clarity do this for them you're not doing it necessarily for people who want to talk to you know an expert somebody with a phd and a bunch of letters after their name yeah and there's even value in that but this is just the optimist in me talking finding the light in every situation (laughs) but i i do think you know i've been behind this idea from the start i think that there that um, we really need to define what is going on out here in the world because the whole relativism thing like there's just not a code anymore there's not a moral code there's not there's not rules everyone's just doing their own thing and so it's great to have a conversation about like hey is there something more is there anything that we can know for certain i think this is this is a great conversation and personally helps me and i know it's helped you and so let's find more people that it can help you know that's like that would be my response to that (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I I had a question, not for you specifically, it's just how, how my mind works. You had made a, one of your comments when we were talking about the degrees and everything. Just because you have studied a subject, maybe know a lot about it, does that make you an expert? Here's, here's where I'm going with the thought. While I was in high school, all my coursework had been slated by the system to be college prep, to gear me to go to college, because I did well in school. I wasn't the best. I was uh, never a valedictorian, but I got good, decent, above-average grades. Like I said, never had straight A's. But I also voluntarily ditched some of that coursework to take some vocational classes, which I enjoyed because I like working with my hands. I like things that are practical. And one of the things that I noticed, it came up because there was an awards ceremony and a friend of mine who remained in all the college prep classes, we were from the same neighborhood and and he got some awards for his academic achievements that I didn't get. And we're talking about our grades and our grades were identical in terms of number of A's, number of B's and so on and so forth. And I went back afterward to talk to, I think the Dean and say, what, what gives, why did this guy get this award? We had identical grades and I didn't get one. He's like, Oh, well, that's, you know, that's not right. Uh, you know, show me your, show me your, um, show me your schedule. And so I showed him my schedule and he's looking at my courses and he stops and he goes, oh, machine tool tech. Oh, well, that doesn't count. Oh, you had drafting. Yeah, that that doesn't count. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? What do you mean it doesn't count? And he said, yeah. And I forgot exactly what his words were, but I my retort to him was, are you kidding me? I said, I know. I have fellow students in my college prep classes who can memorize information 
and they can they can take it in they can regurgitate it but if you ask them to use it they don't have a clue they're clueless and i saw other students in my vocational classes who as soon as they had information they knew exactly what to do with that information they were very pragmatic with their knowledge and so i would say there are some highly educated fools out in the world they may know a lot and i would equate it to this you can pick up a rules of the road book and learn all about driving you can pick up the owner's manual for an automobile and read it from cover to cover and have 100 percent recall but that in all reality is not going to have any practical indicator of how skilled the driver is going to be when that person gets behind the wheel of the car because the textbook information versus the time on the road are completely different completely yeah. different yeah. like it's knowledge retention versus knowledge application practical practical experience okay yeah and and you're i mean at least behind the wheel of a car you're talking hand-eye coordination how well do you know your vehicle do you know how well it turns do you know what the turning radius is do you know how what it takes to stop the vehicle and there are people in my opinion who they're going to ascertain those things very quickly when they get behind a car they, they are, their minds are before they even sit down they're observing a bunch of little details about the automobile that's going to tell them how it's going to handle yeah so they are already in their head thinking ahead and are making accommodations and planning for what this thing can do you know what i mean yeah, I'm following. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's nice to have the person who read the manual and knows some of those details, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make them an excellent driver just because they know. Yes. Yes, very true. So, I guess that's where I'm coming from when it comes to some people and their degrees. When I uh, let me tell you another story. <laughs> because of my background which will be coming out later. The first psych class that I had in college, I was expecting it to be antagonistic between me and the professor. Mm -hmm. I'd never had a psych course before. Um, Sigmund Freud was a drug user. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, what makes him a big deal if the guy was a drug addict? Why don't I just go hook up with my local philosophical junkie? Because right. they might be just as qualified as this guy. <laughs> right. And what I ended up learning, at least by, by the time I had this first course, it was nothing like what I was expecting. I was anticipating hmm. one thing out of my ignorance. And when I took the course, it was really more about statistics at that point. You take 100 people, you put them in this situation. Out of those 100 people... 10% are going to behave like this. We call it theory X. 20% will act like this. We call that theory Y. 75% of people are going to act like this. And we called it the Z theory. And it was a, an issue of human observation and then labeling the various behaviors under the various th theory names. And I know those numbers I just bat out don't add up to 100, but I can't retain those numbers that fast. That That's my wife, she's the numbers person. <laughs> Sorry, right. I don't fault you for it. But anyway, do you you know what I mean? And so I was in the class and I'm listening yes. to this guy 
And I'm thinking this is to me, for me, me in my mind, this is very engaging material. I, you know, I enjoyed it a lot, but I also thought, ha, huh, wow, we have all these theories for these behaviors, but I understand why they behave the way they do, which to me gave me a leg up on my fellow students because I understood, like I said, the why, not just the what. Yep. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. The application of those theories. Yeah. But again, they were coming from the outside looking in, trying to, trying to understand what was inside. And I've heard it described by, uh, by one guy saying when it comes to computers and software, we can learn what the computer does when we do certain things and we can know that that's what it does. But unless you, unless you have access to the programming, you'll never really know why hmm. it does what it does. We can only get so, we can only understand it so far. Anyway, that's just one of those things for me. Yeah, I mean, just just take heart. It's the third episode, <laughs> you know. Um, don't beat yourself up on the speech. I did not lock onto that. I didn't even notice the well, especially that first one because it was edited. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice the dead space. I didn't notice the the little inflections, whatever. Um, you know, you listen back and you'll catch it next time. But don't kill yourself with with the so's and the butts. I, I really didn't notice too much. Um, um, I was just, I was there for the content and hearing what you had to say and what your guest had to say. So you got any thoughts on the content? I would say. Points, point, points. What did you, was there stuff there that for you was like, oh, wow, yeah, that dude made a good point. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Because that's kind of the goal here, to let all the le- listeners hear the discussion and pick and choose what they have observed in life to be true. And just because two opposing things appear to both be true and yet contradictory doesn't mean that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Can I go into a specific point too? Of course. Direct references. Yes. I I thought it was a really interesting conversation when um, in the first podcast, um, the gentleman, the guest had said, well, why don't we define whether someone is a man or a woman by their, by their mindset, as opposed to their physical body features. And then brought up the example of the female who female body, but had testes. Um, and based on that, you know, what, what would we do with a person like that? And should we define gender by mindset or by the body? And I thought that was a really interesting discussion because that must be so rare. I'd never heard of that. That must be so rare. And, and it seems like it turns everything upside down, but does it really? As I told him, the focus here for this podcast is not to, not to focus on the exceptions, but on the rule. I don't want to lose the vast majority of men because of the men who aren't like the majority. And he had, I would say he, he took issue with it. He, 
not that not that there was any antagonism between us, not that I was aware of. And if there was on his end, he certainly didn't show it. Yeah. Um, but he certainly expressed a concern for it, and, and I understand. In that case, there was... So this, this second podcast, I'm completely derailing myself, the second podcast with Colton was about software and hardware. So in reference to the first podcast, cast, the person who was a woman who had testes and was genetically XY, there was an exception to the rule there. That's, it's not normal. Um, he mentioned what the specific condition is called. Again, you know, medical is his field, but it, that's not the norm. And so yeah. clearly there was a hardware issue for that individual who was on, who it turns out was on the Oprah Winfrey show. But the question comes up in my mind is, what was it that caused the issue? Because again, that's not normal. Was it a defect in the software on how, to, how that person's body was to be built? In other words, degradation in the DNA? Or was it something that took place during development while in the mother's womb? And we don't, I don't know what it was specifically. I haven't studied it. I have not had the need to, and yet... I would be curious as to what it is because both issues need to be addressed. And as I've thought since that first conversation more about the subject, what we see in all of nature is variation within a kind or within a species. So you, we have people and there's a wide range of variability on how our brains are wired to process all of our knowledge and experience. And so when you have some people, some, I'm going to say men, who's on that wide spectrum, their brain processes like a man. And then on the other end of the spectrum in men, you have their, those whose brains process like a woman. He wanted to categorize based on, I'm going to call it a processing style. Does that make sense at all to you? what I'm saying. In other words, because we had talked about in development, the brain can develop more female, resembling more female than male, if you don't get the right amount of testosterone during development, which is, I want to say, like weeks three to six or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But at the same time, for a man who doesn't get that proper hormone dump, does that mean they're any less of a man? And I'm going to say categorically, no, it does not. He would disagree with me, which is fine. And here's, I'm going to tell you why I would say that. The body is still producing the hormones for a man, not at the same level. Testes, sperm, semen, the reproductive organs, the brain is still, it's all male. Just because that person is more attuned to the emotions of others, relationship status, or quality of relationship, which resembles more of a female characteristic than male, that doesn't mean they're not a man. Their body, their anatomy, which the brain is still regulating, all the hormones and everything are still for that of a male. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. 
So you're saying that the hardware and the software is either male or female. Well, that's what well, that's what he was saying is that the the brain architecture though a man who doesn't get the hard the hormone dump that he's supposed to during development, the brain architecture is more female. Yep. I acknowledge that. But what I think is being categorically discounted from his point of view is the fact that if we checked that person more closely, I would still bet that their bone density is probably greater than that of a woman. Right. Their muscle strength is still probably greater than that of the average woman. Again, there's always exceptions. And their body still produces sperm, <laughs> semen, hmm. and it still controls the male genitalia. So as far as I'm concerned, your the genitalia you have is a man, is a man, is a man. The body, you know, you're still going to grow facial hair. Your voice is still going to change and be deeper. It's, yeah. it's, it's no matter, there's no, to me, as far as I see, there's no way around the fact that it is still a man. They didn't grow boobs. There's not the estrogen, the, the body, the brain is not producing the estrogen to do that. Or the whatever else is involved. I don't know everything involved, but the fact is, is that if they were a female, they would grow breasts and be able to produce milk. Right, right. But that's not the case. They're still, even though the, however, and, and again, we know so little about the brain, but we're learning a lot, but we still know so little. Even though they think in ways that resemble the average woman, they are still a man. Right, okay. Is that making sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I see. It It does make sense, and I, and I see the point. Um, and yeah, that, that helps to clarify it because you hear about a situation like that one that seems to be one or the other, but that person is really not one or the other. Once we define our terms, people are clearly one of the two. And so, yeah, my question is like, it's like, what about those people? Well, no, what's next? Now we've got man. Now we've got woman clearly defined we've we've defined what makes what is a man and what is a woman on a genetic level and so what's next well uh, what's next is for the next podcast is i'm holding in my hands a book all the fun sound effects you can do okay, in audio yeah. recording <laughs> um this book is called why men don't listen and women can't read maps how we're different and what to do about it. And it's by Barbara and Alan Pease. And they have a lot of research that they've pulled together on male-female differences. And I appreciate the amount of information that they've collected. They've got uh, one, two, three, four pages and they're, I'm going to call it a bibliography, references is what it's labeled in this book. And it is extremely yeah. small print. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I see. Well, I don't see that. But but anyway. But, but you see what you mean. The, yeah. And on the one hand, this is probably this could probably be viewed by saying, well, that's the whole point. If, if a person has a penis, but they're still thinking like a woman, why don't we categorize them as a woman? It's not just in the thought processes. There are, again, the physiological differences that distinguish 
men from women and um we're not we're not the same where we are not sure we have similarities sure we share in so much but just because of the similarities doesn't mean that we are interchangeable so i have a question about the podcast sure and since we're kind of talking about the podcast today shoot why why this podcast i was going to ask you <laughs> hey why why does this i mean i was hitting on like oh like relativism earlier but why why do you see a need for a uh, conglomeration of information why do you why do you see the need for this podcast to exist and these conversations to be had well I, I mentioned it in the first two conversations just the fact that as men we don't when we encounter difficulty it's not always our first inclination to call up our buddy and pour our hearts out the way women do it is typical for most men to go away by themselves to try and figure it out it is our nature to to isolate and think one of the differences between men and women is we don't multitask as well if we can multitask at all for the most part, we can't. And that's one of the differences. The, uh, the neurological connections between the left and right hemispheres on a man's brain, there aren't as many. Women have up to, I don't know what the average numbers are, but they have up to 30% more, which is not insignificant. It gives them the ability to use a lot more of their brain or to let the two hemispheres interact which is advantageous in one way in other ways the emotions are going to get in the way of logical decisive answers right. the the hang up for us is we don't get to merge the two the artistic and the feeling with the logical the way they can merge the two so i think sometimes that in some ways can slow us down from from figuring some things out I don't know. This is the first time I'm thinking about that aspect. But yeah. the fact that we don't communicate when we are stumped is one of the reasons for this uh, this podcast. So that I can sit down and have a conversation with somebody about a given subject matter or situation. And it's an opportunity for other guys to listen in and say, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I've experienced that too. Yeah, I'm not so sure that what that guy is saying is right. Or I'm not sure what what that guy is saying is right. So there, hopefully there's people who will be able to listen to, to me and the guy at the other end of the table or the other end of the phone and glean from both. Be able to pick up some information and have something practical and useful to carry with him through life in order to do better or be better knowing is half the battle and and i've contended for a long time that it's i i don't given the resources that i utilize i really don't have to figure out what's right and what's wrong what i need to do the the big struggle is just simply doing it 
that's the harder part. And that's going to be a whole nother subject of discussion that I'm going to be having with probably more than one guy, but in particular, there's one that I want to have the conversation with because of what he had done for a living. I don't know how long he did it. I met the guy briefly, and uh, I want to get his input and his observations. So maybe we can talk a little bit. Well, I don't want to. I think that does that answer the question enough? Yeah. Or was there more? Yeah, I, I was asking why, why should this why, exist? Why should we do this? Why are you doing this? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you, what are some of the qualities that you see in men wherever they are, whether it be people you know, family, friends, media, what are some of the qualities that you see and and you think to yourself, that is a man. That is, I, I would like to have that quality in my life. Or I'd like to have, you might have that quality. You may think, wow, I can do that, but I can't do it that good. I want to, I want to reach that level. What are some of those qualities? Well, I love this question. It's very familiar to me. I ask myself this all the time. I am 26 and I would definitely call myself a late bloomer. I am still figuring myself out what to wear, how to act where to live, where to work, who to marry. I, and I'm, I am on a desperate search for all those things and to answer all those questions. So, um, can I, can I ask you a question just yes. on that note? Yes. Do you suppose that any of those things you just mentioned are what make, make you a man? Um, no, I don't think, I don't think getting all those answers make me a man. I think it's a, uh, I think, um, when do you think you will have arrived? Um, I think that it's, I think, I think manhood is like more of a, more of a mindset. And I, and I think that it's a, it's a daily choice. So when I look at, um, qualities of a man, like let's say I watch a movie or I look at, um, another male around me, I, I see someone who is, um, let me just throw some, some adjectives out here. I'm looking at someone who is, have you seen the movie Braveheart? Yes. I've seen Braveheart. Good movie. Okay. So it's cause that came up in the last conversation. Braveheart. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what do you see in, uh, William Wallace in that movie that. And in, in Wallace, I see someone who is, who is brave and someone who is confident what's brave define brave in your mind so if 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 i'm going to do a brave act i am taking action on something that i believe even though it puts me in a vulnerable place to do so so i am just um I am, i'm taking a stand i am standing up and I may look stupid doing it or I may get hurt doing it, but my my passion for what I believe and what I'm doing is 
is greater than that. The, the task at hand demands it. And so that's, uh, that's an act of bravery. So yeah, that would answer that. And, and uh, yeah, I see when I think of a man, I think of someone who is consistent. So he, he is, uh, he is, he is um, confident in what he's doing, but at the same time, consistently doing that, you know, not like not brave one day and not another day, just always brave because of that confidence. So these, this is, is like, go is bravery a lack of fear? No, I think, I think, I think you need fear to be brave because without the fear, there would be no choice to be brave or not because <laughs> it's, you would just go do stuff. <laughs> So, and, and on that, on that note, some men are more afraid than others on a, on a base level, but that's, that's a whole nother thing. But so yeah, yeah, I see bravery. I see consistency. Um, and I also, um, I see someone who is, who is wise. So versus knowledgeable. So knowledge is like what, you know, wisdom is how you apply the knowledge that, you know, so we, we were just talking about that earlier. So mm -hmm. wisdom retention versus wisdom application. And I don't, I don't actually think w knowledge retention is a characteristic of a man. I think just some people retain knowledge well, and some people don't, but it's about using the knowledge that you, uh, that you have. So I, I don't retain knowledge that well so i'm kind of defending myself here i don't retain knowledge well but um but what i strive for is to be a wise person use the knowledge i have retained and the experience i have retained um for the good of others and stand up for my causes can i interrupt you for a second there and Please. share with you in my vocation i've seen a couple of different kind of technicians and i have a great appreciation for both that I'm about to describe. I had one, you know, call him a field supervisor. Okay. It's actually not what they call him in my industry, but uh, one guy who I could ask him questions about a job or a task that I need to do that I haven't done before. And he would be able to describe for me and in great detail what I need to do. He could recall from memory what had to be done and what some of the traps were that I would encounter. Oh, you know, a lot of guys miss this when they take this apart or when they're doing that, you know, they miss this thing and, and it causes them trouble, you know, later on down the road. So make sure that you're paying attention to this thing when you get to that part of the process. Yeah. So he was able to do that. And I've run into another kind, which is, that they're the type of person who doesn't remember all that. And it's it was kind of funny to me because the one guy promoted out of the position, another guy took his place. And whenever I interacted with this other guy, it was like he was figuring it out for the first time every time. <laughs> <laughs> he was still super talented at what he, what he does. But, and I would say for myself... I'm more like the second guy. I don't rem always remember. For me, it is very practical. I, I, I'm me personally. I'm very visual. I need to see the problem, and and then I can process it well. 
If yep. I'm not looking at it, I, I have a hard time or a harder time trying to go through it. Does that make sense? Yep. Two different skill sets, and, and yet they both did the same job. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. just because a person, so my encouragement to anybody listening is just because you're not like the other guy doesn't mean that you're necessarily or particularly less than simply because you do it differently. Yeah, that's good. The trick would be to, uh, to be aware of how you work so that you can make accommodations when needed. If, if you know that you forget stuff, then you got to get into, the, into a habit of writing it down. I would love to remember things. I simply don't. So, again, for me, if I'm looking at information, I want to see it visually. If you're talking a spreadsheet full of information, please, please, for my sake, turn it into a graph. I can process that real quick. If I just look at a spreadsheet of numbers... To look at it, to me, it's alphabet soup. I don't process. I, you know, I'd have to go through it line by line. It takes me a long time. But you show me a graph of that same data, and I can run almost immediately. Uh, that would honestly segue perfectly into another quality uh, that I see in in men, um, and that would be uh, that that a, a man is self aware. So. You know, you have a given task or a job and you stop and ask yourself, how am I going to do this task well, me specifically, with my level of knowledge retention, my level of whatever. Do I have a photographic memory? Yes or no. So you know yourself really well. And so you're able to apply yourself effectively. That takes self-awareness. And uh, that would segue into another thing, humility. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you cannot have self-awareness without without humility you're yeah what do you mean by that because i think i've seen plenty of guys who <laughs> maybe more really is a a denial of their shortcomings they're not willing to acknowledge it or work around it you know what i mean they're the kind of guys who you can't say hey man you ought to do this because you're going to need this information are you going to remember if you're digging deep i'm going to i'm going to talk car mechanics i don't know i'm i'm really not an engine guy yeah, go ahead. but if you're gonna have to dig deep into a motor i'm thinking that you might want to have some way to document or all the stuff you take apart organize it in such a way that when you have to put it all back together again you know where it goes like which bolts go where especially when you have the same size bolts same type of bolts, but different lengths. Well, what, why they both fit the same hole? Well, how do you yeah. know that it wasn't long for a reason? Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So you you should have some kind of a means or And again, as, as you were saying, if some people, they'll see it and they're just going to remember it. And if you have that kind of memory, kudos to you. Yep. That's not me. I need to, you know, my encouragement to other people again, is always based on my own shortcomings for me. And, but I know for a lot of, for a lot of us, we're similar. And when you've done the job before and, and you get into deep weeds and you didn't make preparations, 
again, for my work, I tell people, hey, before you take it apart, take a photograph. We got phones and tablets, you know, so take a picture because by the time you get in there and you're on your way back out and you got to put it back together, you're going to want, you're going to want to, uh, if you forgot because your mind went six other places, you need a reference as to how to put it back together again. Yes. Yeah. Some people might not be that person. They just know or remember. Anyway, other thoughts? Other other qualities? Qualities, qualities of men. Um, Braveheart, William Wallace, what qualities did he possess that, that were admirable or that you thought was, man, that is a man? Yeah, I see a... I see a person who is um, who is responsible. Okay, so you are you're able to to take care of yourself, and then on top of that, your personal items, and on top of that, maybe others around you. And so you you are um, yeah you you are you <laughs> responsible. Help me out here. <laughs> what am I What am I really getting at? I'm I see this guy, you know, he goes he goes into like we're, we're going to talk about leadership later too and 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 sensitive. But yes, yeah, someone who is is who is responsible, um I guess I guess I'm also looking at like trustworthy too. Okay. Um yeah, so uh, a man who keeps his word honesty reliable yes reliability he's not going to promise something he can't deliver yes yes these qualities make up a man how about self-control do you when you see a person a man with no self-control do you respect that person no usually no they are with their lack of self-control they are usually offending someone if it's not me directly then it's someone else and that's always clear to me and i just think to myself like well dang that god doesn't really have a lot of self-control so yeah not usually a respectable person am i able to respect them yeah you know you might have a superior who's who is has a lack of self-control you have to you have to respect them, but yeah, usually is it them or is it the position? Uh, yeah, the position demands that I show respect, but I think in the office they say you respect the office, not the man. Yeah, yeah, um, self control is de- is definitely a big one. We we feel a lot of things as men. Some things we men well, feel oh, what we how do. dare you use those two <laughs> words in the same sentence we, we, do, we do feel things uh, we feel pride we feel contrary to popular opinion yes and um and the, these feelings pull you to action you know do they they really do and so you have to just stop and and ask yourself okay is what i'm feeling right now matching up with reality of the situation and usually if you can answer that question you can answer is this feeling worthy of action because what's really happening and how we feel about it don't always line up 
So what you're saying is there's a difference between expressing your feelings due to a situation and the fact that that expression of feelings may not line up with how your behavior ought to be in that situation. Yes, exactly right. And to make that happen, you need the quality self-control. But then you, what do you do with that emotion that you controlled? <laughs> you know, it's like, what do we do? We, I don't know, go to the gym, hit the bag. Uh, I don't know. It's, for me, I have my, my mentors and people that I talk to so I can talk it out. Sometimes I do just go to the gym. Sometimes I go out to get some air on my motorcycle. You know, like these, these feelings, they they don't just disappear into midair, you know? Right. I, <laughs> I wish I had more to offer there. I am not the guy because <laughs> I don't think I, myself, what I feel, I think, I think I feel deeply. I remember as a child always being told you better learn to control your temper. You better learn mm -hmm. to control your temper. You better learn to control your temper. And somewhere along the line, it happened. I, I can't, I don't know exactly when, but somewhere, some way, somehow, um, it came in. I had, I was talking to another guy recently and he was telling me how the, the development of the brain. And I, and I know my wife has pointed this out so many times that men, men's brains are not fully developed until they're like 25. It's the frontal lobe of the brain that isn't fully developed till you're on average about 25 years of age. Yeah, I've heard that. So that decisions that are made, um, 25, 25 year olds sh should probably not, uh, you know, under 25 should probably not be trusted to make the best decisions. <laughs> That's why my insurance just went down. <laughs> And like you know, 26. there you go. Okay. That, that the number economic proof. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we're, when we're children and we're developing, it's more, it's it more, more toward the back of the head, you know, and I don't, I, I haven't looked it up. I just, you know, he was telling me about it and it's something I would probably, um, need to look into, but he was saying that it, it all our all our responses when we're younger really are more emotionally driven. And um, <clears throat> as we get older, really, we have to learn to choose to make good decisions, not just respond. The emotional response is going to come natural. We don't have to think about that part <laughs> of life. Right. You know what I mean? Something happens, the emotions just hit us. What we have to learn is how to control our behavior apart from what we feel. Yes. Yeah, yeah self-control, that is a big one. I think that's way more monumental than it gets credit for, particularly in this day and age when people want others to simply capitulate 
to how they feel. They want others to, to never offend their feelings. You know, you shouldn't have said that. You know, it's funny. I was having a conversation with somebody once and I, and it hit me right between the eyes that the other person defined right and wrong based on how they felt. If so, anything made the, ever made them feel bad, then the other person was wrong because it hurt their feelings. Hmm. And I thought, holy cow, is that baseless? <laughs> Not saying that, that we don't need to be concerned about people's feelings because we do. And yet to simply say that something is right or wrong based on what it does to somebody emotionally really kind of reaches into what I would consider the absurd. Yeah, and and it's and it's absurd because it's not it's not fair cuz I react to things emotionally based on my my nurture. My nature too, but more so more so my nurture. So something happens to me Based on my past experience, I'm going to be offended by that or I'm going to, I'm going to promote that. Yeah, we, we can't take a single person and define morality by that. And, and it's absurd because we are also different in our nurture. But yes. We, yeah, yeah, that'd be silly. But yeah, how often do I do introspection moment? How often do I do that? Oh, this offended me, so it must be wrong. I'm definitely guilty of instances of that. I I don't think there's a human being who isn't. I think it's just a question of varying degrees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something to, to be aware of. For all of us, just because we're offended, just because it doesn't make us feel good. Well, that's kind of where, when we were opening up this conversation, I wanted to I wanted you to go where you might be afraid to go. Offend me, okay? <laughs> Tell me where I suck at this <laughs> so yeah. I can be better, so I can do better. That's really what I was asking. Uh, it sounds like maybe your son-in-law might be... The better guy to ask? Might be the no, better guy to ask. Nope, nope, I'm asking you right now. I, <laughs> I'm asking you to do the hard thing and I, tell the truth. I listened. I saw it all. Um I am an optimist and you're and, not answering the and, question and I avoid <laughs> conflict as you can see so, I avoid uh, criticism I'm asking criticize me um, you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny I'm just <laughs> I, I don't know why why am I afraid to criticize I, I think probably I, because you don't like being criticized I don't that's for sure I know how it feels. It doesn't feel good. I'm not asking you to insult me and put me down. I'm asking you to help me be better at doing this. And, and I'm I telling just... you, my feelings are not going to be hurt because I need to know hmm. what you see. Because I can't, you know, I mean, they're blind spots. So, let me have it. What can I say? Um, I would say... Let me hit you with some bullet points here. 
I would say, um, I'll tell you what, I would let my wife listen to the first conversation. We probably weren't a half hour in and she was like, I would shut this off by now. She's like, you are talking and you're not saying anything and you're not saying what you're really thinking. And I'm like, there's a reason why I wasn't saying what I, you know, I'm like what you need right now is, is like to be encouraged and keep this thing going because it's only with more episodes that you are going to get better. And, uh, yeah, I just need you to be feeling. You're not like, telling what made the first two suck. <laughs> who told you they suck? <laughs> Someone gave their opinion that it sucked. Um, I would add three cameras so we can watch and see what's going on. I would. Um, that takes money that I don't have right now. I that would, takes time for editing too. But go ahead, keep going. Okay. Okay. Yes, I would um, put an intro on every episode. The same intro, just in case someone is looking at the episodes and saying, oh, I want to hear about this. Put the intro at the beginning of every episode, just welcoming. Hey, well, welcome to the podcast. I, I well, gave wow. you that second conversation untouched, unedited. You know, I hadn't well. put an intro to it. it yeah, the in, yeah, we, intro. Will, we, will, we will have an intro to each one. Intro on this one, too. Same intro, just a welcome. People can skip it if they want to. I'm going to use different, different music, though. Different songs. Sure. That first one, I really loved that first one chasing yeah. the terror was, you know going where angels fear to tread as the expression goes so yeah. but and i'm gonna keep using it until we're done defining a man i want to i want to go over the data to until i reach a point where i think i gotta quit quit beating this dead horse we've we've proven the point and then go from there but if, at the same time i don't want to i don't want people to you know, hey, what's the what's this latest one? Oh, they're still going on that same thing. Enough already. Enough. You've made your point. <laughs> yeah. Come on, move on. Notify me when you're doing something different. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. So on on that note, I would say too, um, just clearly define each episode. Try not to dip into the content of the other episode too much in one episode. Just keep 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 each episode topical for what the episode is about, because in in episode two. You said some of the same things as episode one. You dip back in to complete some thoughts, but you can't do that. That You can't complete thoughts from the other episode. This is a new episode, new thoughts. You know what I'm going to do like, with episode two? Keep it like topical. I, I, I threw out some numbers, and I was close, but no cigar. So I figured, you know what? On this intro, I'm going to have to say, hey, I referenced some numbers here and here are the actual numbers <laughs> like backtrack <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah but give it to be give it to people ahead of you know ahead of time and that's fair and okay and then i would also say to um on a on the podcast you're going to have a lot of different guests and sometimes you're going to be the teacher and sometimes you're going to be the student sometimes you're going to be on the other end of a debate and sometimes you're going to be on the other end of an argument sometimes the other end of a discussion and I would just say, like, be open to to fitting in that role, to, to playing that role, because the conversation isn't about you being a teacher in every episode. People are listening in, and it's, it's easy to identify who's the teacher and who's the student. And if you just don't know, for example, if you just don't know something, but you're trying to act like you do know something, uh, as an audience member, I might catch that. Or if you're trying to make, trying to be a student and learn from the person who's in the room, it, yeah, just 
with every guest that, that you have on here, there's you're going to be playing a a role. And unless you contractually signed, you sign a contract with your guest, hey, this is the role you're going to play, this is the role I'm going to play, it could be very dynamic. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I am I'm not – I don't look at this as – I'm going to be a teacher here. As far as I'm concerned, this is an exchange between two men mm. who my intention is, is that we're learning from one another. That's your goal. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal of it. Because, it, it, you know, we, I think we've all run into those people who they don't have a clue, but they act like they know it all. And like you mentioned, people can see right through that. Yeah. And I don't ever want to try to pass my uh, myself off as something I'm not or try to pass off that I know something that I don't. I mean, my recollection might be a little fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I may have to go back and say, I was close. <laughs> I knew it was in that ballpark. Yeah. But here's the corrected numbers and stuff like that, which, like I said... Episode two, I was already thinking about that intro. I gotta I I mean, I I gotta say I'm just dying for like I'm dying for more. Like this to is to get like, past this part? No. <laughs> just so excited for more episodes. So excited for I can't wait to come on, you know, this is the third episode. I can't wait to be a guest on episode twenty or twenty five and just see your progress. Well like, you got you gotta finish your globe trotting first. Yeah, I'll, I'll have more to say each each episode. It's just this is this is a very good thing. Like I do, I really do not have that much to say. Like I have the utmost grace for you, but but I also think that um that this is this is a good thing. <laughs> that's that's like all I can say. Like if you even reach one person, then this podcast has done something incredible it's so hard to reach people and that's why i'm not very critical is because what you are doing absolutely could reach someone let me try to finish up answering your earlier question why the need why am i doing this part of my goal was that if if a if a guy's listening to this he can learn from it and hopefully be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, and get excited for what he's hearing and learning, whether it be this is a bunch of stuff he already knew and just didn't know that the vast majority of us men all, all are pretty much the same. You know what I mean? We all kind of think and process the same. And he can be confident in, in the fact that I'm not weird strange stupid or dumb i'm not alone i'm not the only one and yeah. so that he can be more confident in what he is and then also that if he's learning as we get farther down the road and he's finding out okay oh all right i I kind of knew that, but I was never really conscious of it. I didn't know how to put it in words. Mm. And and this, listening to that that podcast just completely clarified it and, and confirmed, you know, what, what was going on in my heart and mind or in the back of my mind. It gave it clarity. And so that when, hopefully, when that guy is going out into life, 
uh, more confident and more secure as a man, hopefully others will see that in that person and be like, hey man, dude, you're like not exactly the same as you used to be. What happened? Yeah. That he won't be afraid to be like, checking out this podcast. It's really good. I have learned so much. You ought to check it out. That's what I want to happen is that it's a safe place for us men to talk and listen and learn and move forward. My experience is limited to just me. Right. So when I sit across from you, you're about half my age, and yet your life experience is not mine. You bring knowledge and information to the table that I don't have. And, and because of where I'm at in, in walking through life on this planet, I don't follow all the social media right now the way you do. You understand the dynamics. You understand the impact. You understand the way they work. Me, at my age, for a lot of that, I've learned it doesn't matter. <laughs> What was the other big one? Nobody cares. Yep, yep. But when you're young, there's not, not just when you're young, but every person needs to feel like they belong. They also have the need to be an individual. And every person also wants, well, with men, it's, our need is unconditional respect as opposed to women whose need is much more unconditional love. And the women don't get it. Most men, when I've talked to them about this, about that subject, you could see their eyes light up. Like, yeah, I'm not saying we don't need to be loved, we do. But what gives us greater peace of mind is respect and it's borne out the way we interact we talk about guy code we know guy code why because every one of us has that need for respect dude i wouldn't do that to my to my enemy's dog right right <laughs> you know you see it in the fight scenes in in movies and things where two guys are in a sword fight or whatever and the guy loses his sword no, killing you while you're defenseless is not a satisfactory victory. I have right. to beat you fair and square. Here's your sword back. That's a respect thing. Yep. Winning by cheating, not respectable. Hmm. I've yeah. never seen a man who, I mean, there are some of those low lowlifes out there who win at all costs, but it's not legit. Nobody, nobody else is going to respect him. Yeah. Anyway, that's, again, just to elaborate on the point and purpose of what, what we plan to do here and why and what we want to accomplish. That's it. Yes, it is. It's a noble cause. It's admirable. I, have, I still support it. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say let's, uh, let's call it a... It's not night, but 
we wrap things up here. Call it a call it a podcast. Yep. Stay at it. Keep doing these. That, that is the plan. And I would love to be back. Maybe one of these days we'll have the cameras and the people and resources to video record. Yeah, I'm I'm holding in my hand right now the first man to man mug, coffee yeah. mug. Yes, wish you, are. you guys could see it. <laughs> T-shirts and hoodies one day. <laughs> well, right. we'll see. Cut we'll me see. off before I get. <laughs> no end no end to the merch yep so thank you all right Uh, well thanks for coming back glad to see you and glad to see things are moving along yeah they are all right take it easy until next time um I don't know what stay strong stay smart keep going The man got nothing to do with age You could be a boy to the day you lay in your grave None of us behave like the image of who we're made Cause we fall in the way, it's better known as the brave Running from responsibility, really we crave The easy way out of places to call us to pull our weight Man they born through everyday decisions are made Responding to the call, God's giving up from the game Yeah, let the process begin Separate the boys from the men 